Hi, Andy. Hope you're having fun editing. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roll Blob podcast presented by the Broken Anchor with the boys. Down one boy. They, they call me Jason sometimes. Sometimes they call me Cap. And I'm with my boy, Coop. Coop, what's good? You know, I love starting the podcast with better than Andy, but I don't know if I am. He's coaching right now. That's why he can't <laughs> join us. He's probably maybe he's got teed up by now i mean the game started eh, about an hour ago uh when we're recording this so you think uh you think he's got teed up yet the chances are decent this kind of feels like those xavier seasons where we would like bet on who had the most text like over the year like jalen Reynolds was like yeah. the number one pick but like i mean the over under has got to be at least i mean he's probably doing okay the vegas odds are i'm sure growing i'm gonna say tonight he played it cool i'm gonna say tonight he played it cool okay yeah yeah, we were hoping he would uh, take his headset and podcast while coaching, kind of do a <laughs> two-in-one special. But, uh, yeah, no luck. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, I'm sure he's being loud, though. Like, he's probably getting it out. Like we said earlier, like, Andy missing an opportunity to talk is very, very rare. Surprised he's not here. <laughs> Surprised he didn't, like, try to reschedule the game or something. Um, I, just, <laughs> I can't imagine what uh, vocabulary those eighth graders learn from him on a daily basis. Oh my goodness. God bless. <laughs> this is why China's killing us. <laughs> our, youth is in, our youth is being run by Andy Piccarillo. Uh, but I think True. we've got some good stuff to talk about. We're starting to really get honed in on basketball, Coop. Uh, football's officially over. No more football, unless you're talking arena or Canadian or XFL, which I need to get caught up on, by the way. But it's officially that time where everyone kind of starts shifting the focus of basketball. So we're going to get really deep into some basketball stuff. As of now, UConn and Xavier slated to play. Knock on wood. Um, and then we're kind of getting some March Madness, some hoop fever. We're going to talk about our favorite times on the sports calendar. And then we actually have a power ranking I'm pretty excited about, which are our favorite shows as teenagers slash favorite teenage television programming. Yeah, yeah, TV shows meant for teenagers, yeah. Sure, sure. And who cares? I mean, if it doesn't fit in a box, who gives a shit? It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Uh, but I think that's going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good power ranking. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I can't wait. We don't, we don't TV show shame around here. Like many things, no, we do not. Uh, but I appreciate yeah. you guys being along for the ride. This is going to be a little more chill, Coop, and uh, we'll get to the intro music here in a second. But I'm kind of looking forward to this, a little one-on-one quality time, Coop and Cap, a little bit more of an NPR chill vibe tonight. And we were brainstorming, maybe we should do like a Hype Andy podcast and then a Coop and Cap, just ASMR, we put you to sleep, nice and relaxing yeah. sports talk, you know, podcast. Yeah, if there's anything, if you're listening to this on Friday – and you're just you don't really have the time i mean save this for like whenever you go to bed just play it out loud and fall asleep to me and cap what could yeah, be just, better you and your significant other just you know just put some candles on throw this on on your nice like smart speaker or whatever and coop and i will just soothingly put you to sleep with some some jackassery in a in a nice soothing tone if you will and with yeah. that let's get to the intro Welcome back to the Roll Blob podcast without Andy 
presented by the Broken Anchor Cap. You mentioned football is over. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. There is some college football that's going to be played in the spring. Uh, FCS level football, but I don't know how televised it'll be. But if it's on TV, I'll watch. Shouts but, to Villanova. <laughs> yeah, shouts to Villanova. We got um, Butler's in there. Who's the best? Bi- who's the best Big East football team? Do we know? Jeez, oh, not I, UConn. I, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> it's UConn. definitely not. UConn. I, I have no idea. Xavier hasn't lost since '73, though. We'll give it to X. Yeah, but like you said, now the focus is on uh, basketball. So right after that, the focus is probably going to shift to baseball, especially once we get Andy back after this one game absence. It's a damn shame. But you <laughs> I know, might never let him come back and, on. <laughs> baseball and basketball are not the same sport. Per sources, um, unless you've ever seen basketball, um, in which case they're emerged. Uh, but yeah, they're not the same and, sport. And would you say any aspect of baseball should be brought into basketball, like passes or anything? I would say no. Like a center and fielder throwing the hole. <laughs> I would say no. Cutoff man. I appreciate the segue there. Um, maybe maybe slide tackling. Uh, maybe like sliding. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for people getting on the ground. Uh, I'm here for like dirty jerseys too. That's one of my favorite things about baseball. The dirty jersey. Here for that. Like football player. Like if you got a dirty jersey, you're doing something right. Um, but okay, Coop. That leads me right into. And I know that we said this is gonna be a relaxing podcast. I'm gonna get the yelling out of the way, and then we'll soothe you down here. Uh, I have a vendetta against baseball passes in basketball. I saw it tonight. Okay, Purdue is playing uh, Minnesota. Three point game. Seven seconds left. Purdue has the ball. And there's no one even guarding like up to even half court. And Purdue is just full-on baseball pass mode. Chuck it straight out of bounds. I mean, it went off Minnesota. But, like, I've seen it so many times this year, I think way more than normal, where they just want to chuck baseball passes with, like, five, six, seven-plus seconds. Like, I will never for the life of me understand why you don't just want to get, like, someone going across the middle on, on a run, you know, get them the ball, like, on your own. Like I, I was almost talking like in football terms, but like catch it like on the the free throw line on your own basket and while you're running and you're you're at half court in a second and a half. Yeah. And then you can set something up and at least make a move with five, six, seven seconds. I just don't understand the baseball pass with seven seconds left. I think what it is, and I think this is a direct result of being on lockdown since March. So you know how time just kind of has moved a little bit differently. In That's some it. sense, it seems like it's, been forever in some senses it seems like it's been like one month since COVID started (laughs) I think it's the same thing with this basketball or this baseball passing say there's seven seconds left on the game clock you get the ball you think by the time you touch it it's already been seven seconds like the time concept is just messed up so I think that's why you're seeing even veteran players granted it wasn't off the same type of pass but like Draymond Green rushing a pass however many seconds left five six seconds just chucking it up there instead of finding Steph Curry Draymond Green (laughs) I know I guess I should be a little more forgiving I mean we all have a a skewed and morphed concept of time right now like if you ever seen like Billy Madison he's like what day is it October I think we all kind of feel like that right now like I have no idea what the fuck day it is half the time Uh, I'll look at the the fucking calendar like fuck it's fucking mid-February already holy shit so I guess you're right there we all have a skewed sense of time right now so I guess I'll give it to him but like you look at like the Christian Leitner pass, for example, how much time they have a second right. and a half. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, something with, like that. it's like, I don't know. It's like with seven seconds, you got time to make a play. You know what I mean? Like you got time to catch it, make a couple dribble moves, maybe a pass. Like you just don't need to be, you know, full on hail Mary catch and shoot. Like it, I just think the chances of completing 
a Hail Mary pass five on five is or four on five, actually. Uh, I just don't think your chances are very good at all of that actually being completed and then turning around and making some kind of fadeaway. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah, it would never be I, something it, I would do. Like I hope Andy tonight it, doesn't want to do that. If he, you know, as he's John Woodening that team to greatness. Oh, he, he definitely is. I can't imagine he would, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, coaches are getting paid a lot of money and that's like, that's yeah. what they drew up. <laughs> yeah, like, did exactly. they look at this scoreboard and be like, Maybe they mistook the seven for a one. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, don't I mean, know Purdue had that one like seven foot two Asian dude. So, I mean, like maybe they like their chances, but it was nowhere even close to the dude. And I'm starting to get to the point where I don't know if you've ever seen that 30 for 30 with like the mob shit. I think it was NC State, maybe. Maybe I'm mixing up the school. It was definitely a red school. No, NC State was Jimmy Valvano. But there was a red school. Yeah. I forget which one. Maybe it was NC State. I don't know. Uh, but they got topped into like mob ties and shit. I'm like, do these coaches have mob ties? Like, are they shaving points? It's starting to get to the point where I'm like, that cannot you can't I won't a coach can't look me in the face and be like that was our best chance of scoring there's no way they're tied up in some no. kind of crooked dealings and there's something going on behind closed doors and they owe someone money and I, I bet you the over under was two and a half tonight and they just they, you know what I mean like they couldn't they couldn't score a point and put it above the over you know what I'm saying like yeah, there's shit going there, there's on there I'm telling you some, there's a story there's there there's gotta be some shady business behind it we have to have some insider get some scoop I was gonna say the same thing figure there's, it out there's a certain media member I know. I'm probably going to put out a media in- inquiry to him tonight. Be like, hey, would you mind looking into this, doing some investigative journalism here? Because uh, it smells a little fishy. Just saying. It's definitely fishy. It's getting to yeah. the point where it's, I've seen it too much. It's getting a little fishy. Um, speaking of fishy, um, I didn't have a fish pun. I'm sorry, Coop. I let you down. I, just, uh, I thought I was going to think of something. eat fish? Yeah. Huskies eat fish? They do. They actually eat like very sophisticated fish, I think, up there. Um, they're crazy about like mm. crab sandwiches or something like that, or they have something weird they like. Uh, I'll have to do a deep Twitter dive because there's some kind of weird food that they, they love and talk about like crazy up there. But UConn Xavier slated to happen. We're recording this on Thursday night. It's supposed to be Saturday at noon. Uh, another a Xavier UConn matchup, uh, the crazy legendary game from last year, obviously a Charleston, Cla- Charleston Classic rematch. Um, it's slated to happen. And uh, I think it's worth talking about because I think everything looks good. Um, I watched Travis Steele's uh, pregame press conference today. Um, and I think that things like, look, I mean, before the Xavier DePaul game, no one had any details and it just didn't, it didn't feel like a game was actually about to happen and, and it getting canceled was no surprise. I think I'd be a little surprised if this one got canceled. Yeah, I, I would too, especially now that we know they're still aiming to play and sure. there are still players out for Xavier right I mean right there's at least one I don't we don't yeah, know who. we don't know that yeah we don't really, know that we don't know names we don't know the numbers but Steele did say at least at least a player or two is supposed to miss due to COVID protocol yeah so hopefully it's no one crucial but I mean this is a game that I've had circled forever obviously they were supposed to play previously but it is nice that the first time we get to play them as two members of the Big East is at least that Cintas I know there's 300 fans and yeah. a cardboard cutout of you there but I mean, at least it's in Cincinnati. And how many road games has Xavier even played this year? Like three? not a lot. Two not a lot away at all. from the city of Cincinnati. Two, three, know. four but feels like that magic number. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely a big game for both teams. Xavier's eleven and two. Haven't really played much, uh, really, in the last month and a half now. And uh, we talked before we hit record, but UConn is now squarely on the bubble. They're eight and five yep. now. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be – there's a lot to play for on both sides. Oh, a ton. And, and I think UConn's going to be extra pissed off too because, like, them losing to Providence is essentially like us losing to UC. Like, maybe not quite right. on that strong of a level. And honestly, kind of be like us losing to Dayton. 
Because, like, I know that UConn has, like, these, like, little brother vibes with Providence, and they feel like they're way better than them, way beyond them and shit. Um, and Providence got the best of them, man. Like, and I know they didn't have book night, but that's a not a fun loss. And UConn's now at the point where they're going to start scratching and clawing. I mean, they were – I think they and Xavier were on very similar footing as far as March Madness, uh, you know, projections of getting in the tournament, that kind of deal, um, for the last month or so. And I feel like now UConn's – I would put them squarely on the bubble. I don't know if they'd be in or out, but they're like right there. Um, so they're, yeah. they're going to be scratching and, and clawing for sure. Yeah. And they've lost uh, three of their last four with some postponements in there. Uh, sure. But granted, one of them was uh, to Creighton, of course. But then, I mean, losing to Seton Hall and Providence, uh, they were picked to be the number three team in the Big East preseason, which is ridiculous. But, I mean, they're beating the the – are losing to the mid-tier Big East teams right now, and yeah. which I think is what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to trash them before we uh, start <laughs> to play them on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, eight and five, I mean, if you would have told me that, I wouldn't have been shocked or anything like no, that. I think that's reasonable. And, I mean, this is without book night, so, I mean, take that for yeah. what it is. I mean, you and I were saying this before the pod, too. Like, I just don't think they're that great, even with book night. I think they're a solid team with book night. I think they're yeah. a team that can compete with anybody with book night. But even if they were fully healthy and had who, you know, we all consider to be a top five Big East player, more realistically, probably top two or top three, um, if, we're all, if we're being completely serious here. But, but uh, even with him, I was still would have slated them probably in that four to six range. I mean, maybe yeah. even seven. I mean, they would not have been anywhere near three to me. I mean – I think that was ridiculous from the jump. Yeah, I, I do too. And I think, yeah, I think with book especially, but I, I yeah, I would say probably four or five, somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, there was part of me that was t- like, like I had like the devil and the angel talking to me. Like UConn was a tough team. Cause like, he's such a, such a crazy talent. And they brought in a lot of players like Andre Jackson and, and Sonogo and all those dudes. Like they brought in a lot of talent. RJ Cole's a nice ad, but like on the other foot though, they placed like six in the American last year. You know what I mean? And right. hadn't been doing it until the tournament in what, since like what, 2016, 17, 15? Fuck yeah, if I know. I have no idea. Fuck if I know. But they've been bad for a while, you know? So this has been a huge step in the right direction for them. Um, but I'm really interested to see what UConn team we get. And then Book Knight's a fucking shrug. Who fucking knows with Book? I mean, like, he was projected to come back, uh, I think it was four to six weeks, five weeks ago. Um, so who yeah. fucking knows? I mean, it doesn't look like he's like, back in playing shape but it could be one of those deals where who fucking knows i mean he could be you know given the good to go within any given second so that's a huge indicator i, I think without book night i kind of have a hard time seeing xavier lose i mean i know that yukon's tough on the glass and that's kind of been an area especially with freeman that we've struggled um uh, but then also too it's like this isn't like a xavier team that we've seen you know playing two three games a week for the past three or four weeks and we're like okay yeah we're on right. solid footing i mean who knows what fucking xavier team you're gonna get either and who we're missing yeah honestly yeah yeah, I mean, if you take, like, Scruggs and Fremantle out of those two, which hopefully yeah. not, then it's like, well, I, I mean, I have no idea. I don't have know seen, what type of team that would be. I have seen Adam Kunkel doing donuts on Snapchat, uh, doing donuts in the okay. ice. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, so I think he's going to be okay. Um, that's big time. That's, that's, that is the inside scoop right that there. That is the inside scoop. And uh, I've been paying decent attention now. Over the past three or four days, I've been kind of clocking back in. Uh, I listen to Dana and Victory podcast. I've been looking at more of like the Instagram stories, Snapchat stories. And, say, and I'd say like the top four, top four or five players uh, have all been like pretty active on there. Like there's Scruggs and Nate Johnson, you know, shooting videos with each other. I think that Fremantle's in good shape. Uh, I think it might be like a Colby Jones again. Like it might be like a Colby Jones 
Jones. I, I think you're, if you're looking at, I think it's going to be like a fifth, sixth, seventh rotation kind of guy. Um, I think we're going to be good on like Paul Scruggs and them though. It seems like we're okay. in good shape there. So I think we're in good shape. Um, Hopefully after this, we can put the uh, positive cases behind us and like not be, not have to look at that uh, Big East announcement that's posted on Twitter like dude, seemingly every week now, like twice a week. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for like, that. and we're kind of moving into like our March Madness talk here, but like I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm ready for it to like start hitting hard. Like it would be awesome just for like this last month, David could play the rest of their games and if we can kind of just like immerse ourselves into college basketball because this is that time, like we said, where football's coming to an end and this is just where it gets really fun. Like all of the eyes start looking towards March Madness, start looking towards college basketball, start getting like bracketology shit. Like it starts becoming more of like a, a, a you know what I mean? Like the casual fans starting to pay attention now which right. you know what i mean like we shouldn't really care about but i'd be lying if i said it wasn't more fun when like it's on sports center all the time and like it's just the only thing you see you know what i mean like that's that makes it way more fun now that football's out of the way and i love football um but this is like to me like when it starts getting really fun you know like this early mid-february time and then like like i said earlier we're less than four weeks away from uh conference tournaments which is when it starts really getting fucking awesome conference tournaments right. through that early april period is an unreal stretch in sports like, oh my goodness, it's so – I love – I think conference tournaments are so underrated. They're so fun. Yeah, 100%. The Big East tournament's great, but even the smaller conferences and yes. stuff. Like, I remember watching the A-Sun tournament, well, part of it last year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if there's a conference tournament on and you have those mid-majors playing for a chance to go yeah. to the dance a lot of times for the first time ever, like – the American East is lit. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be like Vermont or something playing exactly. BMI. Right. And like no one's – there's like like a thousand people at the game or whatever, sure. and they're just going nuts. And it, like it's just that's really it, cool. Because like everyone talks about like, like the magic moments in March Madness, but like that's probably a bigger moment. Like especially 99% of the time because like what's the chances of Boston University going and beating – fucking iowa you know what i mean like not very likely but like right. them winning their conference tournament and going to the, them going to the NCAA tournament is about as successful a year as if xavier had gone to like the elite eight you know what i mean or like right that is like their super bowl you know going to the NCAA tournament means everything and uh those moments are so cool i mean 32 teams gonna punch an automatic ticket i mean it's so cool bro it's oh i, yeah. I love conference tournaments they're the best that's what i love about college basketball because if you compare it to like college football or something it's like yeah. i don't know there i mean you go six and six, you make a bowl game, whatever. It's like, okay, whatever. But I mean, it's like, it's such a huge deal just to win your conference, especially mm-hmm. if you're one of those lower conferences. But I mean, yeah, it's just awesome to see. And then feeding into March Madness, anytime the Cinderella, like Florida Gulf Coast is my favorite. <laughs> uh, anytime stuff like that happens. Rest in peace, and Georgetown. Like the whole, yeah, the whole world knows of Florida Gulf Coast now. And like, yep the admissions just go up and everything like that. It's just it talked awesome. about, we, I probably hear about Florida Gulf coast at least once a year, like probably since I that happened, too. I've heard about it at least once a year or like the George Mason run. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I hear about it at least once a year, Wichita state, like, you know what I mean? Like there's like, the loyal Chicago. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear about that forever. You know, like those are yeah. just moments you never forget. It's great because uh, that first run that uh, Florida Gulf coast made, it was like what, 2011, 2012, something like that. I tweeted about it and I, I called it Florida golf coat to be funny. Um, and then like two or three years later, I see it on my time hop and it was like still relevant. They were back in the tournament and yep. like won a game or something like, Oh, hell yeah. Dunk city. But yeah. It's, it's just great to see like little teams like that or um, UNBC 
Yeah. They beat Virginia. And those just are to like little mini championships. And it's like, I know in college football, you get to go play a bowl game, but like, you're like, but like fucking Temple's not going to get a chance to play for the championship. I mean, you're not in right. like the big dance. I mean, you get to play fucking some bullshit school in a fucking bowl game, but it's like, you know what I mean? What the fuck is that? But like, everyone gets to be in the big dance. Like everyone gets to be in the big tournament where you know it actually matters and everyone's watching you. Like you have a chance to make a moment that's going to live on. You know what I mean? Like right. no one's going to watch Temple versus fucking who the fuck would they play in a bowl game? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, and if you do, it's, it's not going to be like, you know, like the Boise State, Oklahoma, Nick Statue of Liberty play where it's just like a, you know, play that lives on forever. Like those, those plays, and it could be a first round game. You know what I mean? But it could, it will live on forever. You know, if it's one of those crazy yeah. moments. Um, and that's the thing I think that is the allure and just why that's like a championship winning just your conference tournament. Even if just New Jersey Institute Technology beat, wins three games in three days, you know, it's hey. fucking Super Bowl. You know, it's awesome. Uh, and it's just why it's the best, bro. And, and to me, I, I I was going to talk about this with you, like your favorite time on the sports calendar, because to me, it's easily, I mean, it, you can talk about it in short spurts or long spurts, but for me, it's just that conference tournament all the way to like April 4th, whenever the hell the championship game is. But the best four days in sports are that opening Thursday through that Sunday where games are on literally all day. You need four TVs and you need them rolling nonstop all day long. You call into work. Or if you're at work, you don't do shit. <laughs> you got them pulled up on your computer. Like those are the best four days in sports, in my opinion. Nothing, nothing touches those first four days where you got the buzzer beaters and the the, the twelves beating yeah. the fives, and it's just anarchy. I fucking love it. Every five seconds, there's a different finish going on. You know, it's awesome. Um, what is your favorite time in sports? I think maybe we just passed it. Um, what's your favorite like time on the sports calendar? Maybe favorite month on the sports Actually, calendar? Actually, yeah, I would have to agree with you. Late March into early April, and like just when March Madness would start, I remember being in junior high and high school and the like cool teachers and stuff yeah. putting it up on the projector. Like um, I think <laughs> it was my, I, I was definitely in high school as an upperclassman, but it was when uh, Dayton beat Ohio State and mm. uh, yeah, that was awesome. In the tournament, Aaron Kraft laying there like hands on his head and stuff on the ground yeah. and whatnot. But like just watching that, like in the middle of history class, not even in study <laughs> hall, like everything's pushed to the side and like. You look forward to that. And then uh, for me, too, like I'm a big baseball fan. So uh, the best part is whenever like the final four bleeds into opening day. So you're mm, like hyped yeah, up about exactly. college basketball still. And then, uh, you know, the Reds start their dreadful seasons. But you have the optimism at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And um, the first I think week I mentioned it on a on a podcast before. But uh, I want to say it was 2011 or something like that when um kentucky louisville ohio state and i think kansas were the final four okay. so there were three semi-local teams yeah. at least relative to cincinnati and i went out to logan's roadhouse uh and it was one of the days of final four but um the reds were starting to play and like you saw yep. people wearing like ohio state shirts uk shirts louisville shirts reds shirts and like some rando in a Bengals jersey for good yep. measure but just like I don't know, it's just an exciting time of the year. Whatever crosses over with each other, and, and plus knowing like summer's around the corner. Exactly, like, I, I think know, that's it too. Like the snow is melting, turn. flowers are blooming. Like it's the best sporting event 
in my opinion, of the whole year. Like, it's just a special time. I don't know what it is. Cause like winter's a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, let's call it what it is. And it's just yeah. like, man, it's just like, dude, that's just a fun time of the year, man. Like, and you like got the whole summer in front of you. Like, that's just, I, it's just like a very like revitalizing time. And I think we all have those stories, right? You know, like you remember where you were in so many different moments, oh, yeah. you know, in March Madness, like you remember being at a certain sports bar and like watching a certain moment. Like we all have those cool things. And that's what I'm so excited about when the world gets normal again, like being at a sports bar, like I said, those first four days where there's just games on constantly, like that is just such a cool environment, bro. Like, or actually being at March Madness games. I don't know if you've ever been to the NCAA tournament before, um, but not. that's a that's a crazy energy. I've been I've been two different times, uh, and I've been to Dayton a few times for some of the playing games and shit, which is cool too. Yeah. Um, but I saw like Hansbro. Uh, they lost to to George Mason, like that George Mason Final Four year. Uh, they saw them beat North Carolina. Um, I, I was at the Xavier uh, Ohio State game at Rupp. Um, when uh, we lost yeah. the ridiculous game, but I mean, I saw them beat BYU and just that environment, bro. Where like, if you see a Xavier fan like at Rupp Arena for an NCAA tournament game, you might as well be best friends. You know what I mean? Like, and right. you're like making friends at the game, like pointing at like dudes all over there, like the one guy in Xavier shit. You're just just like talking shit to each other, you know, from sections away. Like, it's just nuts, dude. And like, it's just a special feeling. Yeah, that's kind of the way I kind of envision the first time I go to Big East tournament. It's gonna be like, you know, like it's just like a extended family. You know what I mean? Like, you and I are getting fucking drunk with pantalones and fucking no escalators, and you know what I mean? Like, just all that crazy. John Fanta. <laughs> yeah, fucking Fanta and shit. Like, it's just a special. That's what you're doing in New York. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason i'm going um no but it's just it's just <laughs> we'll a special screen, screen record that part and send it to him <laughs> i think he'd be happy dude <laughs> but it's just a special feel a special like a special like energy bro like it's just such a cool time man like uh i think we all have those like special memories like there, there's very few moments like the older i get where like i have those butterflies again you know what i mean and like stuff like right. you know the older you get just kind of like the more you realize just kind of life's just kind of a bitch and you just have to do like a lot of shit you don't want to do <laughs> you know what i mean like we oh, do yeah. 40 hours a week of shit we really just don't want to do at all just to keep money coming in and keep people supported and keep food on the table just you know pay your bills and do your stupid bullshit and uh but march madness will never never fails to make me feel like a kid again you know and it, the older i get yeah. the less things that do that the less things that make me giddy like just the older you get the more you've seen the less that surprises you you know what i mean like the less things that feel special it's like this was special when i was five and when i was 12 but it's just i've done this five million mm -hmm. times now you know what i mean it's just it's lost the allure but march madness when i hear like the dun -dun 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 -dun, like it never loses mm -hmm. its it's feel, you know what I mean? And it, right. it never ceases to make me, make me giddy and put the butterflies in my stomach, man. And yeah, it, it, it makes me feel like uh, a 12 year old again, like watching yeah. Xavier beat like West Virginia or yeah. something to go to the Elite Eight. Whatever. Yeah. I watched but, that at the student know, center. Like I, I, I watched that at the little, um the little bar they have in the student center there with like all students yeah. and shit. And uh, like, yeah, it was when I was like 14 and had a chance of going to Xavier in my head at that time before i you know got yeah. a 3.0 gpa <laughs> hey, insane. that was my gpa nice job right I, <laughs> nice job um i was taking advanced classes though but I, I just i'm not gonna do homework at home you know what i mean like come on <laughs> what, do you, Man, what do you take me doesn't for? even make sense i'll do stuff at school but i'm not i'm not gonna go home and do this that's, what, that's what the bus is for yeah right i'm gonna go home and play march madness 2005 for the next fucking four hours i'm not doing this yeah, exactly <laughs> right i'm taking xavier yeah, you're 11 to the championship um but speaking uh, of uh xavier and uh march madness though we were talking in a lot of the uh, uh, bracketology and whatnot. Most people agree that Xavier's in, but kind of around the seeds, um, most of what I've been seeing are 
no puns intended, but six to nine is really the range. Yeah, that I've talking been seeding six to nine, like Andy'd be having a field day right now with a very cringy joke, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a joke there, just uh, I don't know where. But we don't, I mean, in your opinion, I mean, I mean, if the season ended today, the they're definitely in. Mm-hmm. But there is still time for things to go wrong and for them to find themselves on a bubble, which I don't, I don't think will happen. Sure. But I mean, what do you, th- what do you think their chances are of just a getting in? But then, um, seating wise, where do you see them? Yeah. And maybe what, what's the, what's the ceiling and what's the floor? Yeah, I think that's a really good question, and uh, I think right now they're on very solid footing, and uh, I think a decent amount could change. I mean, this has been talked about a lot in the Xavier community. Uh, Brian Snow kind of was taken at the Xavier's resume and be like, well, they got to win against Oklahoma and pretty much nothing else, and uh, I, th- I think there's something to that, but that's, one, a damn good win, and then, two, I mean, the record's really good. Looking at 11-2 and two in the Big East, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the Big East also has just, like, a lot of credibility. I mean, if you're 11-2 and two team coming out of the Big East, like, you normally get the benefit of the doubt. Um, not really a bad loss on there um and then some also some i think some underratedly solid wins like a solid win against providence solid win against marquette um like you know what i mean it's not like it's just just oklahoma and then we're, we go off to the fucking a10 and then just you know beat fucking you know what i mean like fucking duquesne right. you know what i mean like Saint bonaventure yeah, yeah exactly it's not like we're in a position where we're we're playing quad three quad four game. you know what i mean everything's a quad one or quad two game essentially at this point right. maybe there might be one quad three in the biggies right now maybe if that but they're probably all ones and twos um so i'd say xavier's very solidly in right now and i think that could change just because like their resume especially too it's like you 11 and two isn't i mean the winning percentage would be the same but that's that would be the same winning percentage as 22 and four but at the same time you've played right. less games that means one more loss has more of an impact than if it was later in the season or if you had played as many games as you maybe would at this point um so i think with a couple bad losses they could find themselves in like a position that uconn's in right now where they're like pretty much right on the bubble and you really don't have any margin for error um but i think they're in a good spot i, I think today they'd be a seven eight line uh, to kind of depending on who who ranked them and and obviously nothing happens in a vacuum but I also just don't think this is that strong of a bubble either um, but it who but also too it's going to be a moving target this is going to be as weird of a um, seating I think it's maybe we fucking ever had yeah I mean just with all the different schedules and all the oh, different yeah. records and everything but I think they're in really solid footing and I think today they'd be seven through nine but my guess would be right on that seven eight line right now which I would yeah, love yeah I it's going to be so nice. Like it feels really nice right now because of the last few years where it's been like Xavier's on the bubble. They're probably not going to make the tournament. Hopefully yep. they can do damage in the big East tournament. That's the only way we get in <laughs> yeah. and Nashi Marshall's called, but whatever. But um, <laughs> right. it, it is just nice knowing like right now it's like, yeah, they're definitely a tournament team and having like just that confidence behind saying that, not just like, yeah, Oh I my God. I know. Team. Because, I mean, towards the latter part of last year, it definitely seemed like they were a tournament team. Then you just saw the chances just dwindle, which Mm -hmm. I like to think they would have been if there was a a tournament played. But there is not even a game against DePaul played in the first round of the Big East tournament. Which is nice. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't think we would have made it last year, but but that's – neither here nor there i mean it didn't happen we, so. we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have but no no one no one did not even dayton yeah right i know dayton didn't even make it so i guess it is what it is yeah that was a good year for honestly like i bet you steel was as happy as anybody because that was a really really good year for xavier and for steel for the tournament to not happen because that just yeah. took a ton of heat off a ton of heat off it, it did the maybe the strangest thing was uh you know early march of last year 
getting on Twitter and seeing tweets about conference tournaments being canceled and stuff like that, but then seeing like game updates from the Big East tournament, yeah. which lasted maybe an extra twelve hours longer than Big the East other going ones. strong, baby. and and then like like I remember it vividly, like talking about Xavier and DePaul, and then like there's COVID stuff everywhere, and like hey, this is going to end the world, like everyone's going to die, all that type of stuff. You don't have a clue what's going on. Yep. And seeing that the Reds spring training game got postponed due to rain. I'm like, oh, yeah. It didn't. And then, like, you don't know what's going on. It's like, wait, Savior's actually playing tonight? <laughs> and, know. like, I remember watching it, and I'm just like, this is weird. Like, yep. this seems like – it seems like a fever dream that this could even happen. Exactly. I, I don't know. It, it's just weird. It'll be really nice if there's a March Madness that's safe and – we can see the musketeers in it at least absolutely and i'm trying not to get too too hype because i've been i've been feeling it coming i think by this time of the year you know you're looking at like we'd said on the schedule less than four weeks out from conference tournaments and that's when it all starts feeling real and it's starting to feel real for me like i'm starting to put in like requests at work and i'm actually making tangible plans i mean julie and i are talking about getting the third and fourth tv out here in the living room so we can just get the get the man cave set up and all that kind of stuff so it's starting to feel real and i'm starting to get a little little giddy but like nothing's guaranteed now obviously right and then too I mean, X still could play their way out of it. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I, I would still much rather have a tournament than not. And it still is special and awesome, but it's definitely a different vibe when Xavier's not in it. I mean, for sure. Yeah, definitely a different vibe. And like when Xavier's winning, I'm on cloud nine. I'm, I, you know what I mean? Like everything's awesome. <laughs> you know, like Xavier, yeah. if Xavier plays an early game on like Thursday, that Thursday, Friday is the most fun I'll ever watch having basketball in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I sit back and enjoy oh, it. Oh, you're just having a great time. Everything's it's, awesome. It's like uh, after the Florida State loss when Xavier was oh. in one seed, I remember just sitting back thinking, like, I'm not even going to watch the rest of the tournament. Like, Literally. Probably didn't watch the next yep. couple of days. I didn't come back until like, the yeah, I, I mean, I got to. I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and, like, I had games on, but, like, I wasn't – I was not trying to watch basketball at all. And that's normally my thing, too, and I was interested to kind of hear how you felt about that, too, because it's, like, to me, once Xavier loses, I normally need, like, another round or two of just, like, time. I'm just like, Oh, yeah. Like, especially yeah, certain, I, some of those brutal losses, like, when we were supposed to win and got upset. Yeah, those type of losses, it's, like, frustrating. Like, I'm pissed off. I don't want to watch. But uh, the year um, that Xavier's in the Elite Eight then lost to Gonzaga, like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I keep – like, I, I didn't expect them to win. I don't think anyone expected yeah. Xavier to win. I mean, I was hopeful. But at the end of the day, it's like – I wasn't expecting this to get come raced. On. But that Gonzaga team was really good. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't And either, then, too, it just hurts because, lose, like, but... how many chances do you get to have one game away from being in the Final Four? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so hard to yeah, get, get I mean, to that point that that game just means so much, you know? Sometimes it's just where you fall in the bracket. I mean, yeah. what region you're in and what team right. you're But we were already playing with house money. Get I mean, you're, you're an 11 seed, you know? Um, but I just, we were on such fire at that given time. And, like, Gonzaga wasn't scary that year. You know, like, they were really good and solid. Right. But, like, I'm like, man, Trayvon Blue might be the best player on the court, you know? Um, Is that the but, year South Carolina went to the Final Four? I think so. Yeah, I think so, because I feel like – yeah, I feel like if Xavier would have matched up with like South Carolina to get to the final four or something like that, I mean, I yeah. think, I, I mean, it just, I don't know. I, know. I hate yeah. thinking about it now. You never but, know. I know. Yeah. Um, but I think they have a pretty good chance. And then too, like real quick, before I, kind of before we get to our rankings here, uh, what do you think Xavier's chances are of going on a run, you know, kind of if they are falling in that seven, eight slate, like we think they might? Yeah, it's just so hard to say because like, I mean, I think there's definitely going to be an advantage to the teams that have played more uh, just to get sure. their rhythm. And in the same sense, you can 
could say that they're coming in with fresher legs or something like that. But I mean, there's just so many variables as to how that could play into things, but I don't know. I mean, anytime Xavier's in a tournament, like yep. one bracket, I always put them in like, the <laughs> yeah, final four. How but, many brackets do you I, fill out every year? Uh, as a kid, I used to fill out a ton and it'd be yeah. Xavier winning it like every single time. Uh-huh. But then like I start doing the competitions and stuff like that on ESPN with like yeah. family members, coworkers. And I, I like to think I'm more educated than uh, the <laughs> right. average person. Sometimes that it doesn't, doesn't help. Know, but no, last year I was, or no, 2019, I was dead last. And Jesus. I'm like, I, like it was just it's like, yeah, you'd have been better in my own nothing. family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you're, it's the worst when it's like, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, but it'll be like your random cousin, like your female cousin that doesn't know anything about fucking anything. And they'll be like in the top yeah. 98th percentile. And you're like just middling in like the 60th or 50th or whatever. You're like, fucking Christ. I'll definitely have my girlfriend who I don't know if she's ever watched a game of basketball in her life without me like there. (laughs) And usually she's watching TikTok while that happens. I'm definitely going to have her fill out a bracket on ESPN, maybe just head to head with her and see what happens. Just just to see, just to see. She'll pick like, she'll pick like the dark horse team, like Maryland or something. (laughs) Barely squeaks in and they get to the lead eight or something. Right. It'll be, yeah. Have you ever yeah, had like a really I, I good bracket before? Have you ever had like a bracket like you were really proud of? Uh, I I know I have. I don't really recall. It was probably any. three or four years ago. I mean, okay. it was still not good, but for my standards, like yeah, I maybe missed like ten first round games or something like that. To me, that for that's pretty good. My standards. I got a whole really final good. four right one year, and that's my only claim to fame. I got a whole final oh, four yeah. right, which was pretty fucking good. And I think my championship, my champion lost, but still pretty good. But I think with that, let's I get think to. My, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I have to shit fine. so bad. Just being it, brutally honest. Crown. It's fine. I just wanted to say that I was in the top uh, less than one percentile or 100 percentile, I should say, of ESPN Bowl Pickle. So I was in the top. Like, I feel like that's more everyone. like if you actually know what you're doing, you actually have a much better chance than March Madness is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fair. fucking good, man. Just want, just wanted to uh, just wanted to brag here. That was to brag. All right, well, I'm going to shit and then we'll get to these rankings. <laughs> My soul from death. God, please, Lord, help me to release this demon. All right, I am back, Coop. I appreciate you being patient with me while I uh, – well, that was a nasty one, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, taking the uh, monitor into the bathroom. It was great uh, talking to you while <laughs> you Shut poop. the fuck up. That's Andy. That's what Andy does uh, for people at home. I mean, in case you wanted that mental in your head, he always brings us to the bathroom with him. I did not. I'm a classy broad. Uh, have you ever seen like Mike where like, he runs to take a piss? That was kind of like me, but I had to drop a, drop a little deuce. Drop a deuce on yeah. him. Uh, anyway. What's he out there? Yeah, we're, we're good to go. Uh, moving on to our ranking. I'm, I think this is going to be a pretty good one. So we ranked like teenage programming, essentially. Programming made for like that teenage demographic. Shows we watch as teenagers. We, So we don't stick to invention, Coop. You and I do what we want. We're mavericks out right. here. Uh, we do what we please. So we have a top seven. And we, we essentially did 10. We just have – there are two honorable mentions, one dishonorable mention, and a top seven. So I, I guess it's top 10, you could say. Yeah, more or less. I mean, I'm not yeah. great with math, but seven and three, like it's a there. There's ten. It's just there's seven there. to the top, and then right. a lot of three. There's another it. three out there. I mean, we got three point oh's. So we're, yeah, yeah, we're not experts. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. That's the best you could really ask of you and I. Yeah, me and Coop gonna bring him a solid B. You know, 
Yeah. Mom, I got straight B's. You know, hey, I, I gave it the old college try. <laughs> overseas elite. Hey, overseas elite. elite. I like that a lot. Coop, do you want to start with your first honorable mention here? Yeah, so my honorable mention is probably not a show too many are familiar with. And come to think of it, it might not really be meant for teenagers, but that just dawned on me and we've already typed it. But Screw it, we're here. It is uh, a show that I don't think it's still around. I'd be shocked if it was, but it's called Trick My Truck. And it was on CMT, I believe, which is the country music channel. And I don't know how I discovered this, but it was something like, like probably more like preteen me. Like it's basically these truckers uh, drive like semi trucks and they have like the sleeper cabins in them and everything like that. And they would, I mean, trick them out. Like there'd be TVs in there, nice beds and like a massage chair, like (laughs) LED lights. And this was in like, you know, the early 2000s, early mid 2000s, whatever. So it was before like stuff like that was probably more common. So I don't know. It's just really cool. And maybe it's just because I was a kid and I didn't know truck drivers like live yeah. in their truck while they're like throughout the week or whatever, stopping at truck stops. But I'm like, man, I want to be a trucker and <laughs> I want to like do this. Then I found out how much like those trucks cost and stuff like oh, that. But dude, being a trucker would stuff, suck. Oh, I, that's I, a I tough occupation. How do you dude. watch sports? Yeah, I guess you just don't. I mean, you can listen to stuff on the radio, I guess. And like, don't get me wrong, I love listening to podcasts and shit like but holy shit dude yeah i don't know it'd be tough yesterday um this is off the rails here but i was uh i was driving home from work and we the snow was so bad and the roads were so bad we closed four hours early which is ridiculous i worked 11 to 4 yesterday instead of 11 to 8 and anyone in cincinnati is listening is familiar with the area i was driving from where i worked in marymont to my girlfriend's house in anderson it's usually a 20, 25 minute drive max. And it took me two hours and I was, all I could do, I called people. I like listened to some music, listened to a a full podcast. It was like an hour long and I'm still bored out of my mind. So I can only imagine what truckers do when they're driving from like Michigan to like Georgia or something like that. Like, God, I think they have like a bunch of regulations and shit. And like, I like going for drives. At least you're seeing something. I mean, I'm sure you're probably stopped most of the time. Like I actually like doing drives, but like when I feel like it, you know, not Monday through Friday for 40 years. Like I used to work at uh, one of my odd jobs I had, like when I was a kid was like, I drove like forklifts for like, however, I don't eight months or whatever the fuck. So like, there were like fucking like truck drivers and shit. They would come in, they park the trucks and we would fucking like take all stuff off forklifts or whatever and put it where it needed to go, whatever the fuck. Uh, But they just looked haggard as fuck, dude. Like they just did not look like they're having a good time. Didn't look fun. Yeah. It's wild. I'll have truck drivers come to my work because I sell cars and we'll be like shipping a car to Florida or whatever. And I'll ask the driver, I'll be like, when do you think you'll get there? Uh, just so I can tell the customer and they'll be like, oh, I'll be there tonight. I'm like, oh, okay. Fuck. And like, <laughs> yeah. literally, like, I mean, they never like next happy Monday. About it, but yeah. like, oh, I'll be there tonight. <laughs> okay. Damn. All right. Shit, dude. Yeah, that's but, something else. Yeah. And it's one thing, too. Like, I always feel bad for them on like short roads, short distances. Like, it's one thing just driving on the fucking highway and just going straight for fucking ever. Like, that's pretty whatever. But like, those turns and shit could not do it. I would have no chance. Yeah. Or like putting that thing in reverse, no chance. Oh, heavens no. I have that no would... <laughs> fucking chance on earth. <laughs> uh, I don't even like doing it in like a pickup truck. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's too big for me. 
I know. But that yeah, shit's insane. It'd be crazy. Unless maybe you're driving to the Jersey Shore. That's true. And that's that's a very good uh <laughs> good segue. And uh shouts to all the truck, truck drivers out there. Bless up. Okay, so my dishonorable mention was Jersey Shore. And I put it as a dishonorable mention because I didn't I don't feel good about liking it for a short period of time. So just so I did some quick math in my head. I was a teenager from about 2005 to like 2011, 2012. Jersey Shore was in like its prime. Like it was a huge deal in like 2011. I remember my senior year of high school and I didn't want to like it. It wasn't really my vibe. I was more of like a sports guy, like more whatever, like laid back. This was more of like the douchey, like frat boy crowd kind of thing. That was Vineyard Vines crowd. Yeah. And I was cool with some of those people, but like it wasn't really my Jersey Shore is not not me. Yeah, I'm not my scene. People that liked it weren't like my kind of people. Uh, but at the same time, that was all people were talking about, and it got to a point where it was so much, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll watch it." And then like the first night I watched one, I watched it until like four in the morning on a school night, and then uh, I was like, "Okay, this is kind of fun." You know what I mean? Like me and my, me and my boys in the fucking basement just fucking fist bumping and shit. Like this is kind of fun. I can kind of get down with this. And this, like I sold Coop. This was like the last time that I remember there being like actual event television, you know, other than like a sporting event, which was kind of cool. That used to be a thing. Survivor. For you young kids, Survivor was event television. The Apprentice, Euphoria, that was event television, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was actually pretty cool where it's like an event, everyone watched it and you come back to work or school the next day and everyone's talking about it. Um, and then my honorable mention, Coop, was a show called Cribs. And uh, oh, yeah. just random shit. Like within one episode, you could see like Shaq's crib and like Ludacris's crib. And then like some random NASCAR driver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like super random. You always like, would see what's in their fucking fridge. And it was just like really cool watching like fucking some random my, like, my favorite yeah. all-time episode of cribs is lil wayne and i mean it's you know early 2000s whatever so it, it's ridiculous but like his house is so just unimpressive and maybe it's because <laughs> i didn't watch it till 10 years later but he's like walking through and he's got those like cheap ass small tvs like the old bubbly ones and stuff uh-huh. in his daughter's room I'm like yeah that's cool like yeah. whatever and he's showing off like a bobblehead like one singular new orleans hornets at the time bobblehead i'm like and then it would do okay. like that goofy and like it, where it goes in slow motion it's like one stupid bobblehead yeah. like trying to make it look cool i'm like okay it'll go like 360 around it and yeah he's like, let's yeah. check out the lips and he's like we got the big pt cruiser we got the Chevy Colorado or Avalanche. Those are always the and funniest, like, like the average ones. Like they were still nice because they were on yeah. grip, but like they were just like, I mean, you could go to Weatherington and see that shit. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah, it, it's yeah. His biggest flex was like a Porsche Boxster, which I don't know if anyone's car people, but that's like the entry level Porsche. Like honestly, if you're listening, you 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 could at least buy a used one. Like you and I could buy a used one, but it was just like. I don't that's know. weird. It, it, maybe it is just because it's so far like in the past now, but and maybe and I, mean, I guess it was early two thousand, so like, right before he like blew up, blew up. Like he was still big, yeah. But like he was like king of rap, which is unfortunate. Oh yeah. And we can talk about yeah, this later. Now you he's and I got a Bugatti. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, I bet if they did his cribs now, it'd be fucking insane. But yeah, like early two thousands, like he was probably in like the fireman stage. Or, you know what I mean? Like he was still right. pretty right. early on, like still establishing himself. I bet by the like early twenty tens, this shit was fucking pop. Yeah, they need to do follow ups. Like yeah, exactly. Mean? Yeah. <laughs> then and now, like where are they now? Cribs version. And uh, yeah. so that was my honorable mention, dishonorable mention. Coop, do you want to start us at number seven? I know that you are a big fan of this program here, and yeah. I think of many were. Yeah, so number seven is a show called All That, which I didn't realize, but it ran for 11 seasons. That's way longer than I would have thought, but it featured just a lot of people who I, I grew up watching, like Amanda Bynes was on there, 
um, both Drake and Josh were on there. Uh-huh. And Keenan Thompson, Kel, yeah, Keenan on there. Um, what's the like, one? What's the one bit that stands out to you when you think about all that? Because there's definitely one. So for there, me. there, there's uh, two of them. Um, so, well, actually, no, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But uh, I mean, anything with Drake and or Josh in it, like yep. just the different ways they like. I don't know, just they're funny, dude. different characters and stuff like that. And then there were so many spinoffs off of that, like Drake and Josh, uh, Keenan and Kel, the Amanda show is after that. Uh, Nick Cannon was on there. Like, I don't like, it was pretty star stuff. It was, that like, was a huge, it was like, like the, yeah. uh, it was like the SNL of like, pro, like teenagers, I guess, yeah. or preteens or kids, whatever. It was, it, was, it was really cool. What was the skit that stood out to you? Definitely Keenan in the bathtub speaking French. He would, yeah, he would yeah. say something in French and be like, that's French for shut your face, grandma, and get me a smoothie. You know what I mean? Like, it would just be the most – he'd be like, son, son, son. And then uh, definitely the one with Drake and Josh. I think it might have been Drake where he, like, fake calls the guy. He's like, you have the wrong number. Yeah, I think that – I think that – oh, shit. Was that Amanda show? Hold on. We just – yeah, we, we – we It's all good. We went out of order. I mean, who cares? Amanda show. But, uh, we, we were doing a lot. Uh, who gives a shit? We can might as well okay, just well, go into Amanda show now. All that in Amanda show. Now we're saying it's tied at seven because the Drake and Josh one was like, you have the wrong number. And it's the old lady is the yeah. Amanda show. And then there was a uh, totally Kyle also on the Amanda totally show. Totally Kyle. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah. Where it's Drake acting like, uh, like just a stoner basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think it was, I can't remember. There's so many similarities between all that and Amanda show. I know. Um, they really went There together. was one where it was like, this girl that's like i'm a foreign exchange student from tennessee just that line alone yeah. i don't remember it that's it they were in the bathroom those were know, great but, those were awesome but, i uh, love skit humor like that shit was awesome i actually really want to go back and watch them all that now that i think about it yeah i'm about yeah. to go watch them tell so, the cow we get off here <laughs> so yeah leave it to the guys with the collective gpa of six to uh mess that up and whatever but yeah tied for number seven is amanda show slash all that I gotta so find somebody with a three point nine so we can do a collective six point nine. We'll get that. Uh, maybe. Think Andy. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I hope not. At, at five, I would I would discredit the institution that gave him a three point nine. Uh, at five, I have our last skit humor here, kind of three skits in a row. A show called Wild and Out, which was super popular in the mid late two thousands. I think it might have been on like BET and MTV, but it was like Nick Cannon hosted, and it was just like some stupid fucking rap battles. That was that was good shit though. That was some really good shit. I think you would appreciated it. And we're kind of sticking to some similar themes where we were. If you want to go into number four here, yeah, it's so number four. And as you notice, we skipped number five because that's actually where all that was. But whatever. <laughs> but so number four, Keenan and Kel, and. I mean, Keenan and Kel can do no wrong. What happened to Kel? I don't know. Keenan's still on SNL, but I don't know. That's just a show. Like, I don't think there was ever one skit that wasn't funny on Keenan and Kel. I can't think of any right off the top of my head right now. But I just remember <laughs> as a kid, just like watching it late at night and thinking, like, those are the funniest guys in like the entire planet. Like, I thought Keenan was the funniest guy alive. 
I still think Keenan's fucking hilarious. He's stayed funny. Like this whole like Keenan on SNL is fucking great. He's like one of the only dudes he I is. can like watch almost anything he does. And I think it's really funny. Um, I can't believe how how relevant he stayed for so long. But that show was just cool. Like the intro music was cool. Like the oh there he goes. Like like all of I just love the whole flow to it. Um, and it kind of stands up. Like there's this one episode that was so funny. It was this one where uh, Keenan has two dates and he's trying to figure out how to navigate that. And so Kel walks upstairs. Yeah. He's like Keenan. I solved all your problems. He's like, okay, like, cool. What'd you do? Got you another date for Saturday. He's like, bro, I already have two. <laughs> like the whole thing is just like crazy, bro. Like I could rewatch that one and die laughing literally the entire time start to finish. Uh, me and my brother would watch that episode like once a year and just fucking lose our shit. Uh, that was like, that show stands up. That was a good fucking show. And like definitely like times have changed and like you can tell tastes have changed, but there's still like the funny parts of that have stayed the same. Like it's, it's awesome. Yeah, there were, I think I watched it not too long ago. One of the episodes, they're in the, their parents' room and their parents didn't know. They're like hiding under the bed or – so I don't know. I was not in the right um, mindset <laughs> watching it, but I don't know. Uh, I'll have to go back and – I want to go back and watch like all of these. Yeah. See like is it still as funny as I right. think. But I might do a YouTube rabbit hole tonight. Be. Yeah, kind of looking at some yeah. – yeah, I might do a YouTube rabbit hole. Now we're getting to the elites here. I think these top three are like pretty elite. And I'm not saying Keenan Kell's not, uh, but I think we're starting to get up there now. Number three, this is this, you might not be remembering much of these. I don't know if you do. Number three is Pimp My Ride, and Pimp My Ride was a show yeah. that I really was like actually like enjoyed because MTV was fucking weird. This was like right at that MTV stage, like mid 2000s, where like they were starting to phase out of like actually playing music videos. You know what I mean? I right. remember constantly hearing bitching about, oh, I want to play some fucking music videos. But like the majority mm. of the programming was complete shit. Like it was like those stupid dating shows with like, or like those dating shows would be like the the parents like hate the boyfriend and then they send the girlfriend on three other dates or whatever. And she still picks the the asshole old boyfriend. The dad would be like, you suck. And the boyfriend would be like, no, you're a fucking idiot and banging your daughter. You know what I mean? Like it was just like really shitty yeah. program. Like it was bad. But Pimp My Ride was cool. And uh, it was cool for two main reasons. And the biggest reason was Crazy Mike. <laughs> He'd be like, yo, I heard you took a bath one time when you were a daughter. So I put a whole ass hot tub in the back of your car. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need that. And um, it was just really funny because like normally they're just turning a beater into just like a like a fucking beater with shit in it. You know what I mean? But like there'd yeah. be times where the car was so bad they'd have to buy him a whole brand new fucking car. So like when I'm watching him tear it down, I'm like, come on, be a shitty car, be a shitty. You're like rooting for the person. Like hope your car sucks so bad they can't even fix it. Um, yeah, that, that was a good show, and I'll definitely always remember certain parts of it. What was that show where they like staged like them stealing their car and like? pretty much tricked it out i can't like overhauling or something like that, Is that i don't know familiar? i honestly know um no i'm just thinking of old that's like from the dating shows the depths of my mind like barely <laughs> we'll have to out. figure out what I that just, is like, bro. yeah i don't know someone i'm, I'm about to be searching hella 2000s tv on youtube <laughs> yeah reliving the glory days yeah but yeah i love all the memes that came with the pit my ride <laughs> stuff like yeah. probably just five ten years ago where it's like, yo, I heard you like knitting, so I replaced your seats with like quilts. I don't know, yeah, like, just a little know. stupid stuff like that. It was so stupid. And, like the dude will be like a fucking like cashier at McDonald's, and like they don't even really do much to the yeah. car. They just put like a fucking PlayStation in the fucking trunk, <laughs> so he can like right. him and his dudes can just get out and play PlayStation. Like, okay, sweet, yeah. you know, I'll take it. <laughs> yo, I heard you like dump trucks, so we destroyed your uh, Subaru Forester and made it a dump truck <laughs> Andy. 
I think that's he drives a Subaru something. I don't. And know. then two, it would be like the loudest car ever, like not physically, just like looking at it, and it would be like a fucking yeah. like Subaru Outback, and just with like it's like a station yeah. wagon that's like all pink and orange with like a ridiculous paint job and like like with like twenty six inch rims on it. Yeah, it looks like you went up to like the dealership, like I'll take the tricked out Outback. <laughs> <laughs> like that like the car itself's worth like three thousand dollars and the all the accessories like 30k just absolutely ridiculous yeah. but that shit was hilarious all right number two i think i'll take number two just because I, I think i was probably into the show maybe a little bit more this is fresh prince i think every kid got to a stage i don't know 14 15 you start getting to the nick at night stage you know you start staying yeah. up a little bit later and you just start watching some friends that annoying show with the girl with the nasally voice some george lopez oh, yeah. which yeah, that show was terrible. Mr. Sheffield. And then like that, you know, if you know the voice I'm talking about, the show. And then we all remember waking up to some George Lopez every once in a while. Gung, oh, gung, yeah. gung, 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 gung. Like the TV could be on like three. And then you see George's mm-hmm. face. His eyes get all wide. You're like, fuck. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was actually a pretty good show. Whoppa! But uh, Fresh Prince was the king, in my opinion. No pun intended there of that slate. Fresh Prince stands up, man. I could watch 10 episodes right now. Fresh Prince stands up. Will Smith and oh, yeah. on his come up, really, really putting a lot of time and effort into that show. And you can really see like the evolution of his acting in that show too. Like he even talks about like the first couple seasons, like just cringing, you know, like turning his back to the camera and just basic shit like that. That show is just great. That cast is amazing. Like just so much. Like it's just so easy to watch. It's just an easy fucking show to watch. Yeah, any age group could watch it. Like I remember being probably younger than ten watching it. And, like, if it's on TV or something, like, I'll still watch it mm-hmm. on occasion. Right. And plus, as basketball fans, we get to see, like, Carlton's desperation <laughs> buzzer beater attempt. The meme will live on. I mean, Carlton clenching the fist, like, hoping it goes in. Like, that will always be in the – Yeah. That will always be in my meme library, you know, for sure. Uh, the basketball episodes yeah. are timeless. <laughs> the basketball oh, episodes yeah. are There's absolutely a, timeless. Uh, something I saw on Twitter today, uh, I still need to go back and watch it with sound, but – it was a full house episode and there was a charity uh, basketball game and it was uh, Danny and Joey and uncle Jesse. And it's like, I assume an analyst breaking down different moves <laughs> and it's like slow motion and different angles oh, and stuff like God. that. So yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. But, my, one of my things I did yeah. as a kid was like watching any basketball episode of any show to be like, these guys fucking suck. You know, like there was <laughs> yeah. like a basketball episode of like, zach and cody and i'd be like i would destroy these i mean like 12 year old me like like eating a bag of popcorn like these fucking bitches would eat my shit <laughs> like i did that with no one uh, ever has any that game. movie it's called uh i think it's hmm, i don't know what the the title is but the rock's in it and he's an nfl player and then he has like a oh, daughter. The, the fairy whatever. movie or whatever? Uh, uh, fairy the, something or uh, ba- babies, babysitter. Uh, you're close. Know. You're close. Uh, something. It's on the tip of my tongue, but whatever. It doesn't show much football in it. It's more about him. Was, like, it, was it like one of the last daughter. years the Rock still kept the hair going? I think he, he might have still had hair. hair. Yeah. Before he finally uh, like shaved it all off. But I remember like, yeah, like probably 10 year old me, like, Man, this guy sucks. He couldn't play in the NFL. I know. He beat his ass. <laughs> Whatever. But, that was my favorite thing as a kid. Like the, the game plan or the tooth fairy? The One game the plan, two. yeah. The game plan. Yeah, okay. Game I always plan. get those two movies yeah, mixed yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> the game plan. Dude, he was doing 
some shitty movies before he like became bald rock and i still don't think his movies are great they're just like entertaining like they're fine yeah. they're just not not much to him he's just doing 50 movies a year but like his movies when he still had hair were horrible like all the kids when he was doing like the kids movies and shit oh so bad oh yeah <laughs> yeah so bad. bad oh they were terrible and i liked the rain i liked the rock uh, a lot yeah i do too glad we got the name of the football movie though oh, yeah. that would have bothered me i know it, it just sticks with nothing you. nothing uh will beat the football episode of our number one episode <laughs> or show uh drake and josh when josh ends up having to play football and gets beaten to death after uh making brownies as the equipment manager and giving every single player on the team food poisoning he gave one of the spoons 17 the of them. <laughs> giving uh, the uh, janitor, uh, convincing him that he's on the football team. and <laughs> I don't even remember that. We, I, we just watched it. We just watched it. Julie oh, yeah. and I were on a drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good, dude. The, the fucking football coach with the used karaoke machine. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's great. Okay. <laughs> I hate this job. I wanted to be a singer. <laughs> You know, I want that used karaoke oh, machine. Yeah, dude, that was that's an that's an awesome episode. <laughs> Zeke's the best. I just love that random bullshit, dude. I don't know why shit cracks me the fuck up. And then Drake and Josh are just the best. Yeah, yeah. And this was a number one show that we both agreed on. And mm-hmm. I think there, I think there's a uh, at least a decent gap between one and two in my I opinion. Think so it's too. just yeah. I don't know. I think it's for me and you, our type of humor, like yeah, pretty stupid. Like when they put the baby stupid. stuck on the roof, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, Craig and Eric, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Crazy Steve. I'm a big Crazy Steve guy. Just like I call him, like the best part is fucking Crazy Steve, dude. He's the best. Oh yeah. Oh man, yeah. That's just a good, just a good show. Like especially like for my teenage years, like that was on TV a lot. That was yeah, on my television quite a bit. But I do have to say, Fat Josh was funnier. I know like, he was. I think a lot of people who are fat then get skinny. Once they get skinny, it's just they're not quite as funny, even Jonah though Hill. they're saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like yeah, it's like, still great though. There were definitely phases. Like you go from like fat Josh, like man boob Josh, to like actually in shape Josh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like he's not fat anymore. He's got man boobs now. Yeah, there was definitely right. like a big phase for Josh on the glow up. His glow up was real as fuck though, and he's actually a pretty good actor. I think he's actually like pretty talented. Like oh, yeah. Drake was just decent. You know what I mean? Like he just had good chemistry with Josh. I thought Josh was actually pretty talented. I think Josh carries the show, in my opinion. Oh, one hundred percent. He's I don't know. He's memeable. He's good, dude. He's he's just really, really good. Um, yeah, that show was the best, man, and uh, just a lot to it. And all the weird, goofy side characters and shit were the best. Like the guy eating the grapefruit, yeah. and just all the all the weird shit. <laughs> just a bunch of random weird shit in that show. Um, that one always yeah. stick with me. But I think that's a pretty good list. I think we did pretty good there. That's one oh, yeah. of my more proud random top. I guess we'll call it a top seven. That was that one's pretty good. I think that was a pretty yeah. good topic. Yeah, I think so too. A lot of them, I think you could interchange, like yeah. the Amanda show and all that, for instance. Oh, no question. But, we could have yeah. lumped them all together, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But, but yeah, I think yeah, I think we uh, I think we nailed it with the number. I think the top three, for sure. Oh, no question. If you're still listening, let's hope you're asleep by now. I hope we help put you to sleep, and I hope this is just a part of your weird dream that you're having. But Coop, I can't wait to get off here, do a nice YouTube rabbit hole, and I'm going to be searching some 2000s TV. I'm going to be looking at Crazy Mike, 
on MTV on freaking uh, Pimp My Ride, looking at some yeah. shitty MTV programming. I can't I can't wait for this to be some good shit. I'm gonna watch some all that skits. I'm fucking hype. I'll send you the best of what I get. All right, perfect. And uh, if Andy was here, he'd probably give some kind of broken anchor promo. I don't have anything. I don't I don't pay attention to the uh, chat enough. There might yeah, be something. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. read the blog. Pat put out an yeah, article. Stuff. Um, anything, anything. Pat posts. Just like, yeah. Watch it or we always stand read Pat. It, but, yeah. Whatever. We stand yeah. Pat. <laughs> Pat yeah, always gets Pat, love. I think here. Pat does. I think Pat does listen to the entirety of these. He sent me a Snapchat video of me talking, and I, it was something I didn't even remember I said. Does Pat yeah, have Pat, like forty hours in a day? Or like we talked about time going slow in the uh, pandemic. Like, is he? yeah like what's what's going on it, it it's an interesting concept that not a lot of people know but there are more than one pat so oh okay that's it, so it like no the illusion, okay yeah it, it gives the illusion that he's several places at okay. once and doesn't sleep there's four pats there's mm, four pat four. Okay. maple case yeah gotcha so he's like in super smash bros you can pick different like colors and shit like there's multiple versions of pat because i don't know a lot of guys yeah. that work like 70 80 hours a week listen to like 50 podcasts are on are on their phones literally constantly i get at least five to five to ten snapchats from this man a day whether i respond or not and i'm not mad about that <laughs> it's just like i can't keep up with him alone let alone the twitter shit the group chats all the fucking it's just too much man i don't know how he does it i really don't Pat, we want to see your screen time. Pat's like fucking Thanos, man. He's inevitable. He's everywhere. You know, he Pat's inevitable. He can't get away from Pat. His screen That's times true. his screen time would say, like, yeah, yesterday you're on your phone twenty nine hours. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how he does it, dude. I really don't. Science cannot answer the questions that he presents to us. I want to get him a part of the roll blob team just because like we would never have to manage our social media ever again. No. We'd be good to go. He's on top of it too. He's like on the trends before they even happen. Sometimes. Literally, I think he starts the trend. The, I think the first time I hear about like something that's going yeah. on from one of his tweets, my like, wait what? And then like ten minutes yeah, later, it's it like pops off everywhere else. I'm like what? And I love the random shit that he's into. Like I don't know how he follows this much shit, but like he'll be telling me, oh yeah, on Facebook, I'm going through this Facebook group where they just show every single frame from Toy Story two. And we're yeah. on frame like 4,090. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, Pat? You're such a goof. <laughs> he has a whole year just oh, to eat cheese conies every, you know what I mean? Eat three cheese conies a day for a whole year. Like, he's a, he's a fun dude. I can't wait to talk to that guy on the podcast. He's a fun guy. Yeah. If and it's anyone funny. listening doesn't know who we're talking about, it's Patrick Capel. Um, follow him on Twitter. I don't what is this i don't know dude i always yell at him for this because i try to find him so i can add him and stuff i'll type in patrick capel capel maple with the k i can't fucking find him i think it's like flukes fan or something um yeah here it is it's d flukes fan d f u l (laughs) or no d f l u c k e s f a n s i'll never forget this one guy on this one lot that we jumped on kept calling him flux hey flux flux fucking weirdo um but uh but pat's the best man it's funny because the first time i met him like i thought it was going to be like me and andy like just from the way he acts on social media like me and andy are just like we're not the same but we both are just very high energy like goofy we just like to be fucking loud and stupid and shit and pat's very mellow like because i he was over for my birthday party this was like my birthday was in october and we had like a we actually did like a little outdoor like 
bonfire thing. Uh, and he came over, like, and Andy and I were just already being stupid and drunk and shit. And then Cable shows up. He's like, hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> and I'm like, you're, wait, you're the same guy that just tweets about fucking Buzz Lightyear taking it up the butt from Woody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, you literally tweet, like, every five seconds, like, this is you? Same guy? Uh, I mean, it might have been. It was one of the four pats, so it might have been maybe one right. of the more yeah, low-key was... ones, maybe. But it's funny how, yeah. like, mellow he is, like, how, like, it, it, you know, not a lot of inflection in his voice. And, yeah, he's just very, like, chill. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not what you would expect. Yeah, I've never met him, but I feel like I feel like I have. I just, right, I know. I have not physically. It's funny how some of the people you talk to the most are social media people you never met, honestly. Yeah, I've never met you or Andy. Yeah. IRL, as they say. <laughs> nice. There's been people, honestly, like that for long stretches of my life, I've talked to way more than like my own family. Oh, yeah. It's insane. That's yeah, weird. <laughs> really fucking weird. Really weird, but fun. This is like the family you choose, man. <laughs> like our social media family is fucking weird, but I love it. Yeah, um, it's weird. But, but it's I think cool. we had a good podcast. I'm going to get off here, look at some YouTube videos from the 2000s, get into some all that skits. How do you feel about our first pod together? A little mano y mano. No, Andy. Different different vibe. I thought it went well. Yeah, I think it went well. Andy's going to still be involved. He's going to edit it and uh <laughs> do all yeah, the real I work forward to talking to him yeah do all the real work as we just talk and send it to him and uh i look forward to seeing how his uh coaching went come tuesday i'm praying for those two t's man i bet on i bet on the two t's and mm-hmm. getting thrown out no but it was good yeah, yeah. you appreciate it and uh let's both ice our shoulders from from carrying the load uh that is andy you know what i mean like he he you know yeah. he, when andy's gone it's like um like if two holloway was ever gone you know what i mean like he's just a big presence you know when andy's gone you know <laughs> he's he does a lot of shit and we got to yep. work on that like leveling down uh sound bite for the next time he says something <laughs> stupid because it's gonna happen it just takes all the air out of the room and i fucking love it he did it at the bar too we brought him to dana's one time he's just good for one of those like at least in like once an hour especially if girls are around it gets extra awkward you know just throw out some like Ooh. horrible shitty joke that's just like not in good taste and i might think it's funny just because it just doesn't land but like right 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 you just need like that like powering down like sound bite just <laughs> Not everything stops it's the best i love that guy i, I love andy bro he's the best hope he never changes i love how high yeah, energy he is he doesn't give a shit um that's my guy yeah. all right but good pod bro appreciate you doing the dirty and hope everyone's asleep and i hope you're not hearing this but uh it was fun appreciate you listening and uh yeah we'll be back next week hopefully with some content roll plop <laughs>